You're listening to Conversations, brought to you by TechSquare ATL. All right, I'm super excited about this. I'm sitting down with what I would call Team Pokemon, and you'll understand why I'm saying that in a minute. Um, gathered here in front of the microphones with me are three different individuals, all PhD students here at Georgia Tech. Uh, Matthew uh, Guzdal, uh, we've got Kristen Sue, and Alexander Zook. Rhymes with book. I'm reading my notes right here, right there. But uh, they are all in the research lab called the Entertainment Intelligence Lab, which is part of the School of Interactive Computing in Georgia Tech's College of Computing. Wow. Can you imagine the acronym on that? <laughs> Amazing stuff. So what do you guys do in the lab? Let's start with that. So we do research. Um, I guess our lab is focused on coming up with computational solutions to creative applications. So we work with artificial intelligence. We work with computer games, we work with interactive narrative, and it's basically finding interesting ways to use AI and all sorts of computational technology to facilitate the creation of interesting things. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, the name tries to say it all, you know, entertainment intelligence is the idea of like, how do we imbue machines with intelligence about entertainment? How do we let them help entertainers create entertaining content? How do we help them just go and make their own kinds of entertaining content? So we've had, you know, work from everything from how do you generate stories to how do you generate games to how do you help people make machinima, digital filmmaking, and how you create tools that support their creativity, foster new kinds of content creation. So how did you guys come to be PhD students in this realm? I mean, what was, I'd love to hear that like the three different, are they, I would imagine different stories of how you ended up saying, I want to become a PhD student in this. Matthew. Sure. So uh, I'm the the uh, uh, freshest of the PhD students. You're fresh meat. Yeah, I am. First year PhD. Uh, yeah, first year PhD student. So uh, I don't have to think as hard to think back to my motivations to choosing to become a PhD student. Um, I actually went to Georgia Tech for undergrad as well um, as a computational media student. And that's actually where I got really interested in uh, video games as a medium. Um, however, uh, because video games are so new as a medium, as opposed to many other different kinds of media, uh, there's a lot that can be done with them that isn't being done at the moment. And so I thought if I was really to uh, 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 work towards this, to like doing cool things, important things, things that are going to help people in games, the best way to do it was to become a PhD student. And so tried lots of uh, different schools and ended up settling right back where I started here at Georgia Tech. You, you found out that you are already at the pinnacle <laughs> of the program. Yes, exactly, exactly. What about you, Kristen? What, I guess so you I, I'm, I'm, I'm the next up in the, the student food chain. Um, are you second year then? Uh, no, I'm, no? I, this is my fifth year. But fifth year. I, I didn't actually start out doing games research. Um, I came here originally to do work in computer animation, hmm. um, but I'd always loved working with games. All the games that I'd made in undergrad and sort of in my spare time always had, you know, technical components to them, and I really wanted to explore that more. Um, and then about three years in, I realized I wasn't really happy doing animation research, so games research was there, and it wasn't really <laughs> an option when I had started my PhD, or at least I didn't know about it at the time, and so I really got into it, and that's how I started working with Mark's lab and started doing cool things there. So who's Mark? I forgot. I skipped over that Mark. <laughs> oh, yes. Mark Rydell is our advisor, mm -hmm. um, and he's the head of the Entertainment Intelligence Lab. So he's he advises the three of us. 
I mean, he made the lab. Yes. Pays so. <laughs> <laughs> our new bills, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> what about what about your story, Mr. Zook? Uh, so I went to the University of Chicago and focused in, you know, neuroscience. And so naturally, games were just the obvious connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chicago, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, so looking at PhD programs, it was obvious um, AI was a big area. And that was a big interest of mine. And I was looking around and I met Mark at the time and we talked and he was very into narrative at the time. And I said, oh, that's really great, except I actually don't care that much about narrative. I really love games, though, and creativity. And so we kept talking and about a year into my PhD, he was more open to making games. And we started a project on that. And from there, it kind of snowballed. And so your, your lab is in what's called the Technology Square Research Building, TSRB, which if you're at TechSquare... If you've been to Subways or Moe's, that's the building, right? That they, that's the retail-facing side of it all. Um, but, you know, it's, it's fascinating talking with folks who have been around Techsware for a while but haven't yet been into TSRB to realize how many different labs are in there. I mean, it's a lot of people in there. So many. Yeah. And such a variety of, of research happening. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, over time we'll co- cover as much as we can about that through our podcast. But um, I was walking through your lab. Uh, not realizing you guys were your lab. I just was walking through and I saw this amazing whiteboard. I mean, it was a mural using dry erase marker, an homage to Pokemon. <laughs> so that's why I'm calling you Team Pokemon because that's, it was beautiful. I took a picture of it and like, yep, this is all. Instagram that stuff, put that on. <laughs> and then ran into you guys when I was meandering around and bam, there's the people behind it. So Tell everyone, what, what have you been doing with dry erase markers and these murals of Pokemon? How'd that start? <laughs> um, so we had a blank whiteboard, and it was kind of barren. And I decided to start doodling on it one day, and one of the other students in the lab at the time decided to join me on it. And I started doodling Pokemon because it was just fun and cute animals are adorable. And we sort of, everyone in the lab sort of got into it. And so... Um, if you've played the Pokemon games, you know that there's six generations of games. Um, and so we thought to ourselves, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we drew each generation's Pokemon on the board? And so after... Well, so that's not totally fair. The controversy. Revisionist history yeah, of Pokemon board. You know, we started with just, oh, we're just going to draw some random Pokemon on the board. You know, maybe okay, every once true. in a while. Yeah. And then it all of a sudden snowballed from there? Like somebody just went crazy one night? Well, it became like a contact sport, right? It was like, okay, so they drag me in. I can't draw for anything. <laughs> He's and really so improved, by the way. It's good. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, there's just this horrible... If anything's come from your PhD, uh, it's, it's your drawing skills. Yes, well... <laughs> the important things. Clearly nothing else came from it, so... <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we... You know, they, they started drawing, and it was just random things. And eventually we get to, you know okay, well, we'll do this whole generation thing, which, you know, I, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Well, so so uh, for my own perspective, if we're going to have our, this multiple choice history, um, uh, when I got here, they were just drawing uh, a random Pokemon a day of one of the 700 or something that there are at present. And it was never going to be possible to fit all 700 on one whiteboard unless you were drawing at like minuscule scale and with the extra markers we have, I don't even know if that would be possible. Um, 
So they told me to start drawing Pokemon. It was really largely Alex who who pushed me into to start drawing. He as you as you may have already gathered, he can be somewhat belligerent at times. Um, <laughs> you call that a Pokemon? <laughs> and uh, uh, and so they basically filled up the board with random Pokemon, and then towards the end of this filling up the board, they decided, oh no no, what we're gonna do is we'll start from scratch, start at Gen One and work our way up. And then we ended up not working our way up as you might expect with one, two, three, and, and so on, as you might have learned in school, the numbers go. Instead, we have so far gone one, three, five. And oh, obviously, <laughs> you go odd first, then <laughs> yeah. you go back and do even. I mean, yeah, well, we're very odd. Pokemon. We're very odd as a group. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> little pun there, I like that. Well, was, thank you, that, that thank was you. Good. Very that was good. So uh, I, I imagine this is a, a really good way, kind of a, a stress reliever, kind of a creative expression in between yeah it's it's certainly uh personally whenever i have a really long computationally intense process running so i can't actually use do any other work i'll, I'll sit back and instead of just playing a game on my phone i will draw pokemon which is nice or just when i can no longer keep looking at a paper that we're working on towards publication go and draw a pokemon but it's actually interestingly gotten kind of stressful because we're trying to like it's moved from being this like oh totally fun activity to like sometimes a little bit stressful because we're like trying to get through all of these these different pokemon so we have like a schedule for ourselves we basically made it much more intensive than it ever had to be <laughs> you took you took a recreational thing and now made it an obligation that you yeah, really a little achieved. bit yeah, a little bit we're sort of at the point like we've we've taken all the pokemon we're drawing for this iteration of the board and we've randomized all of them and then we unveil, you know, three of them a day. They're in a spreadsheet, yeah. so yeah. it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a spreadsheet for all of this stuff. So it's just such a spontaneous <laughs> exercise that you can't well, have creative The problem now, the spontaneity comes in the rules that are invented for the spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. So, yes. you know, I'm the belligerent one. I was like, well, look, we'll just randomly, you know, pick a Pokemon and we'll each get to pick whoever we want. And, you know, one a day we'll draw. And then Matthew comes and <laughs> like, no, no, we're going to fix this order. And, you know, every day of the week, you get the Pokemon that the random number generator gives, and you stick with it. And I'm like, can't we just negotiate a little? No, nope, no <laughs> negotiation. So the compromise is that Matthew gets his way on Fridays. <laughs> um, but every other day of the week, you know, we pick three, and then we divvy up the three between ourselves. Although Fridays have six Pokemon Although fr right Fridays now. we draw an extra Pokemon. See, now it's already good. We have many rules. <laughs> it's the easy way to say this. <laughs> We add rules uh, sort of exponentially as we go forward. Pretty soon your spreadsheet will be AI, won't it? No, uh, oh, hopefully. It, it, well, it's already gotten a, you know, database lookups and everything. There's the rule <laughs> of three, right? You know, like, uh, oh, you know, we God. turned this, 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 this act of drawing things from a game into a game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who's That's so meta right there. I mean, you take a drawing game. And made it into a game. All along, the perfect AI intelligence <laughs> program, entertainment intelligence program was right beneath our feet. Well, and Mark's entertained, so it's that's, working for yeah, somebody. That's true, that's true. It, has any of you guys put this into your PhD uh, candidacy? I mean, you should, <laughs> this, should be, this should be the project right here, right? Well, I will now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, entertainment. Well, we'll uh, certainly uh, include some of the images of the, the murals that you guys have had. And uh, Are you guys documenting this, putting this out on social media, on the internet? Yeah. I guess I tweet pictures occasionally, but what we've been doing is we've slowly been taking pictures day by day. Mm. Um, so we have all the pictures of the evolution of the board, but we need to sort of align them and snap them all together. So 
Okay, who's going to write the MATLAB or the initial <laughs> alignment? I would, I would suggest that you should just hand the data over to someone else and let them creatively do that for you. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have another game and then you're going to get stopped because you've just overdone, overdone it again. Well, the answer is you guys have to get some like vision folks in here, graphics folks in here. And just, you know, <laughs> All right, good. We'll take us. that on. We'll take it on. <laughs> and they we'll take use, it on. They can take it and, you know, bam. Maybe what we'll do is just like uh, in- integrate Pokemon images into every podcast show note. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. Hey. All right, good. That's we have deal. taken a, a couple uh, of the of the boards we've finished thus far. We have uh, high quality, uh, you know, high def pictures that we're planning at some point to print out on a poster printer and put up in the lab to so that we always remember. You know. Memorialize. Exactly. Did anyone get a tattoo yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a lot of detail for a tattoo. Yeah. Pretty big whiteboard. <laughs> Not sure if I have enough open skin real estate. <laughs> Well, well, we'll be sure to include uh, uh, some links and some images on the on the, our blog that we'll have the show notes for the, this podcast. So, uh, really enjoyed our conversation. Glad that uh, I ran into you as you were drawing, uh, Matthew, Kristen, Alexander. Thank you for your time. Is there anywhere if people are curious, what where where can I learn more about the lab or more about you guys individually? How can they find you? Um, so. There is a lab website. I don't remember the URL off the top of my head, but if you were to search Entertainment Intelligence Lab at Georgia Tech into your favorite search engine, you'd probably find us. Yeah, we'll put, make sure it's in the in the show notes for those of you listening along. And then I guess none of the actual Pokemon stuff is up on there, although I believe there may be a picture of Mark. <laughs> yes, yes Mark is posed in front of the Pokemon, yes, and he's holding but, the um, potato heads. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is its own story. It's so, <laughs> a whole other yeah, segment. Sometimes we post our stuff on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll we'll pass on some pictures for, Excellent. for the notes. Well, thank you, guys. We really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for coming in. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. TechSquare ATL is a media studio connecting you to the heart of Atlanta's tech community. Copyright Sandbox Communities, LLC.